Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast Unfiltered with me, Taylor James. And me, Emma Tyndall. This is the podcast where we delve into the weird and wonderful... Where no concept, conspiracy theory or conversation is off limits. So join us as we open up shop next door, turn the base up... And have even more of a waffle. My God, Taylor, I just... (laughs) I was, I'm such a hot mess this week. Like, I don't even know where to begin. It's very good to see your face. Hello. Hello. It's also very good to see your face. I feel like, you know what, I've had like a bit of a wobble and I was trying to work out what it was. And I think it's because I didn't see your face last week. (laughs) It's good to see you. It's good to be back. We've got a bouncer of an episode lined up and... I think this is quite a good subject this week. Yeah, great choice. I rate that for you. Well done. Thank you. And I'm getting better at the whole note things. I mean, you probably need to emify it, if that's a, that's a word. But I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm learning. Now. I'm getting there. Yeah. Getting there. Love that for you. Love that for you. <laughs> Do you have any um, weekly waffles for me? What's pissed you off this week? Do you know what? What's pissed me off this week, Emma? is sympathy and this is a weird one right because I don't do well when people give me sympathy like you're aware of the situation that I'm in yes it's very difficult but doing that awkward British like little look at that like little shrug of the shoulders like oh it's not easy is it yeah like oh your sister's left Oh, your mum's left. It's like, it's like, I don't need sympathy. Like, I'm very grateful of it, obviously, but I'm not a sob story. Like, I'm start. Mm. there was a certain point last week I was feeling like, like Wagner off the X Factor. You know, like, it was like the bit of the... What a throwback. Exactly. Remember when he did She Bangs, She Bangs? That was, that was a, one of my favourite Wagner's performances on the X Factor. But it, it's that kind of thing that's really, it's really starting to annoy me. Like, yes, I know there's a lot going on at the moment, but the last thing I need right now is, is sympathy. It's pissing I mean, me off. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually quite a good one because there is a very fine line, isn't there, between um, being there for someone and then just being like annoying about it. Or, you know, when you're going through something, I mean, this is just not the same thing because your issues are actual real issues, but, you know, when you're going through something value them, a bit though, crap. Value yours. <laughs> I wouldn't even give my example, but when you're going through something a bit crap and you just get over it and then someone reminds you like, oh, how are you feeling about this? And you're like, I just kind of forgotten about it. And just <laughs> it. It's like I finally just got myself like, I think the weekend gone was the first day that I didn't cry. That's how oh. hard it was been. Yeah. Don't. What have I just said? What Sorry. have I just said? <laughs> but would you expect someone to say? I know, I know. Do it. It's my own fault. I'm the problem. Well, I you should be like, oh, mate, grow up. <laughs> grow up. <laughs> every time I come grow. with one of these with a weekly waffles, it after we've dissected it, it turns out like, I'm the problem. <laughs> 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 but it's that. It's it's that kind the of like it's the reminder. <laughs> it's yeah, but it's the reminder, isn't it? Like you kind of get yourself to a stage of like, yeah, do you know what? I'm actually okay. And then all it takes for someone to be like, are you all right? You're like, yeah, why? You sure? Uh, <laughs> uh, what about you? Oh, Go funny. on. Just, just what, what's what's pissing you off in your in Canada? What's, um, anything off? Want to get off your chest? Do you know what? I'm going to sound like the wankiest person ever, but I'm so happy right now that yes. nothing's really pissing me off. I love this. I'm really just happy Just everything for you. good is good. Like, like the weather's nice, the people are nice. Uh, all the things I'm asking for are happening for once in my life. And I feel great. I mean, I could always default to my classic men are shit and I hate dating. But you know what? I'm not <laughs> going to do that this week. I'm just going to freeze over that. Who is this Emma? What have you done with her? New Emma. No, I'm just like chilling, you know? Um, and do you know what? You look yeah. good. You look like you look happy as well. Thanks. Like yin and yang. These things come. Although it is interesting because I was saying to a friend on the phone, she said the same thing. She was like, you seem really happy and together. And I was like, it reminds me of when Bridget Jones says, as soon as there's like three pillars to life, right? So you've got work, um, work and financial stuff and then you've got um family and then there's kind of romantic relationships and at any point in life if all three are going well it's like impossible because like there's always two things are usually going quite well and then the other one is just completely forgot about i think the quote in the film she's like it's a truth universally acknowledged that as soon as one element of your life starts going really well the other thing just drops off um but you know that's a choice to believe that and i just can't be fucked so happy i'm feeling this yes go get it em. go get it uh <laughs> speaking of getting it um have you got Ooh. any oh, oh. S- it <laughs> was. <laughs> okay i thought we talked about it oh god's sake no that's one. the problem that is actually my that is actually my week oh is that i haven't why? got any in a long time oh i thought you said that's why you've got a smile on your face <laughs> <laughs> no it's quite the opposite canada is <laughs> not delivering let me just put it that way oh. so other than that nothing was pissing me off <laughs> <laughs> well that's good what a, what a way to kick start the show yet again Is it sad or is it sweet? 
I don't know. I just always wanted to rhyme there. But what have you got I'm for not me saying this anything week? Because no. you you slagged mine off last week, and I'm still quite hurt about it, to be honest. <laughs> but I actually have one this week. Amazing. Hit me. Do you have one? Uh, no, not really. It's a bit <laughs> crap. Let's go with yours. <laughs> no pressure. But I feel like you already kind of, like, answered this in a way. But there's an element, obviously, now my sister has gone off into the not to the other side of the world. You've gone off to the other side of the world. She's actually just two hours away in Milan. Um, but it comes down to like the loneliness thing. I think people mm. sometimes look at lonely as if it's a bad thing. And now mm. I'm getting to a stage where I've always enjoyed my own company anyway, but I'm getting to that. I'm over a certain age now, Emma, when I like to get home, I like to have dinner or watch an hour of TV. I'll have a bath. I'll listen to some ASMR and then I'll go to bed. And I love that alone time. Mm. And I think my question this week would be, is it sad or is it sweet that I actually enjoy being on my own? That is a great We should topic. save that one for another day. We'll, we'll, we'll do loneliness on another day. Yeah, I think we should definitely do an episode on loneliness. Yeah. And I know exactly who we can get on to talk about it. But anyway, I digress. I think that as with all things, this is just moderation, right? If you're doing that every single day of your life, it's a bit sad. If you're doing that a healthy amount of times per week, which I would say, I mean, I don't think you need to put a number on it, but I think it's really sweet. I think you've got to give yourself that time. There is sometimes nothing better than coming home and in the words of Nessa from Gavin Stacey, just having a bit of me time. This is what I mean. This is the Mm. show that keeps on giving. This is Mm -hmm. exactly the answer that I think. In fact, I think I knew the answer, but I just obviously have to run past all my life decisions. (laughs) 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 Just to make sure I'm on the right path. But Do you ever feel guilty when you're doing it? Do you ever feel like when you're having that alone time, do you ever get those prangs of, oh, should be socialising? I think I used to. I'm a lot better at at it now because I don't really know how to chill out. I don't really know how to stop. So when I'm saying like, oh, I'm coming home, I think that's my, that's me stopping by me doing a bit of housework, doing like a little bit of maybe having a bath, cooking myself a nice meal. So as much as I'm saying like, I don't know how to chill out, I feel like that that alone time for me is actually stopping and doing those things that actually get me to where I need to be. This week's episode is all about stereotypes. Now, I'm going to ask my... Oh, are you handing over to me? <laughs> yeah, because I'm not being funny. I feel like you need to start pulling your weight when it comes to... This is your dictionary corner. Wow. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, Taylor, as you know, I am the dictionary hall. Um, the definition of a stereotype is a widely held but fixed and oversimplified image or idea of a particular type of person or thing. Very wordy. Essentially, a view of something, which is, I think the key word there is oversimplified. Mm -hmm. Generic, as you would say. (laughs) Generic. <laughs> so generic and also i think it's such, a, it's such a negative because i have a complex about stereotypes right because all of my friends refer to me as like basic like oh emmy you're so basic and i'm like what is what is basic i think it's a type of stereotype right it's like you are exactly as i predicted you to be which basically means you're not unique 
And it's obviously they've prejudged you before yeah. getting to know you. Yeah. But it's but it's intrinsic to our being. Mm. Like that's the problem with stereotypes is that you've been raised in a world where all of the things that you experience are as a result of the environment that you've been raised in. And so, you know, even when you look back at school and you're a parent and your child is like, I want to go and hang out with this kid from this estate. And they immediately think, oh, that's a rough area. That kid's going to be naughty immediately because that's how they've been conditioned to believe the world to be. And so I think that regardless of what you're talking about, race, or sex, or gender, or anything like that, we all have these preconceptions which we have to challenge. It's a huge conversation, and one which I think today in this episode, I'm interested to unpack with the guests that we've got, because we're going to kind of specify on on his experiences. I don't think we could have picked a better guest to have a waffle about this, Mm. because obviously we'll, we'll introduce him when he gets here, but he's an openly gay rapper. Mm-hmm. And now when you think of rap music, you think of like, you, you think of like your M&Ms, your Lil Wayne's or Drake. Like They're like strong kind of like heterosexual like figures. Yeah. Mm. And like until, I mean, I can't think of a, apart from I think Lil Nas X, I think he's an openly gay rapper. But other than like the guests we're going to bring in, I don't know about any other openly gay, mm gay people in rap music Mm -hmm. and I'm very interested to find out if like being gay in that kind of world that is you know predominantly like straight males Mm -hmm. is that a problem Mm. because I mean we had it like quite recently didn't we with Jake Daniels the first UK openly gay football player and it's Mm. like with all the football players that are there, one of them's got to be. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> one of them has got to be, like, gay. But it's like, why should it be a problem? Should, like, mm. should that hinder your success? Should that, like, just, why does that have to stop you from becoming the person that you are? Like, I don't know. Really? I mean, it might all sound all, like, very naive and kind of, like, ignorant from my side because, but like you said, it's probably, like, a from my environment side of things. Like, it's never been a... Th- Thing. I've never kind of been challenged in this kind of way mm. so I'm so excited to learn yeah and I also think now we're venturing into a society where actually going against the stereotype is mm. a lot more common and a lot more rewarded slash encouraged I think 20 years ago if a footballer came out it would have it would be huge news and even now it was huge news yeah. But the response to it from obviously the environments that we saw and the people that we're friends with was overly quite positive. It's like, oh, finally, like someone's someone's done it. Um, So should we introduce our guest? Absolutely. So I I think he's genuinely going to be one of those people that we have on the show. And then like a year's time, like we had him on the show. Like he has been like everywhere from BBC to Black Pride, like everywhere. And he is one of the most talented people I think that I've kind of discovered. Not I didn't discover mm. him, but like who I've been like, yeah, I so found him. God, that's such a stereotypical white male thing to do. Take the praise <laughs> from everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> but like he's generally one of the most talented people and one of the nicest people mm. 
as well. And so today, Emma, who will we be waffling with? Today, Taylor, we are joined by Keenan, and he is a rapper, actually originally from Cheltenham, and is now releasing rap music. He also does a little bit of R&B. Um, and yeah, excited to have him on the show to talk all things stereotypes and what it's like to be an openly gay rapper. Let's get him in. Wait. Oh, I've you done do it. Every week. <laughs> For any new listeners, uh, Taylor and I have a waffle word of the week, which we determine in the episode before. And it's a random word um, that we have to try to slip into the interview with our guest without them noticing and within context. And last week, Taylor chose... Dental floss. <laughs> Good luck. Here he is, the man himself, Keenan. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Hi, guys. How are you? Fucking shattered. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The bags are real. Yeah. Today, we're talking about all things stereotypes and when the idea of the episode kind of was born there was no one better that I kind of wanted to speak to because Mm. I'm kind of obviously you're going to have obviously we'll go into like your own journey and I don't think you mind me saying but you're an openly gay rapper yeah and when people hear the word rapper immediately they think of like your little Wayne's your M&M's your Drake like but then when it comes to kind of like the sexuality side of things it's a bit of a kind of I don't want to say sticky area heteronormative makes, that's the yeah thank you Emma spot on <laughs> has your kind of sexuality ever kind of stopped you from being and doing what you wanted to do I wouldn't say stopped me I mean there's been lots of times where people have heard my stuff and they've been like, oh, it's amazing. And then they find out later down the line and then that door kind of closes straight away. I thought, okay, cool. And then certain like radio platforms or shows or interviews, like they'll just close the door completely, no explanation, or they'll put it down to, I've heard the main one is normally like, oh, it's not suitable for our audience. Yeah, I wouldn't say it stopped me. You just got to, you have to kind of alter your route to how you approach it, I feel like, because... The people that control the rap scene UK, they don't really want me in it, but I'm going to get in it regardless. It's no worries with me. It's fine. So it's just, you have to just kind of adapt your focus, but it's, it's there. I mean, I don't like to like claim on it and be like, oh no, they're not letting me in. But it's like, it's just a hurdle. Stereotypical. You think of a rapper, you know, they're always talking about girls, provocative, very like, you know, that's their vibe. And obviously I don't talk about those kind of things. I don't even talk about boys in that way in my song. Mm. So it's not really my gig so it's just making your own lane in the area that's not used to it really for sure I mean I think in the past few years though it the rap scene has changed in that regard because even when WAP came out right like that was two women speaking very overtly sexually Mm -hmm. um, and it shocked a lot of people but it was almost more accepted because it was kind of like a feminist movement but then there were feminists who were like no this is really horrible that you're speaking about it in that way so I think it really depends on like who you are as a person how you perceive that scene I think um, rap is more like you need to stick to your box. So a woman can be very overly feminine and sexualized. They like, they kind of, they're fine with that image. And then men like that masculine. So when you're in the middle of both, no one really knows what to do with you. It's a bit like, oh, 
high. Like no one, <laughs> have, no, no one knows how to appreciate it. And I know some men in that field feel like they can't support me publicly because it might look them look a certain way. Or some girls might not want to because a male ref might not associate with them. It's very like everyone's very tiptoes with it. Talent is talent, regardless whether you're male, female, whatever you identify as, like wherever you fit in or yeah. don't fit in for that matter. Talent is talent. And the fact that you've poured your heart and soul into these kind of like these songs that are just as good as like half the shite you hear on the radio. <laughs> and just because yeah. you, know, you prefer to go to bed with it, that, that, that's an issue. Yeah. I, I generally I don't understand it and I don't understand why it even exists and hopefully obviously on this kind of like path I mean it's going to take a very very long time but like hopefully we're moving in the right direction that this shit doesn't really exist yeah there was a time when I first started I I used certain pronouns like he and stuff I used to put them in there and that seemed to be a problem so I moved away from that and it's still not solved anything so at a point where I'm like it doesn't matter how I word things or whatever it's not going to be okay and even as I said, like my songs aren't explicit or sexual in that nature. So there's not really an excuse for you to like to feel uncomfortable. You're just choosing to feel uncomfortable with it, which is fine. Yeah. It's such a tricky topic to talk about. I can't fix how they view it and I can't make someone listen to me because I want them to. They feel uncomfortable with it. That's fine. But you shouldn't really use that as an excuse not to listen to me because of my sexuality. For, sure. for me, I just want, I don't, I don't even like the label of it anyway like I, w- I wouldn't want I want to be like a mainstream artist that you would see everywhere works of other artists it's not really a thought in your mind but even if it is a thought in your mind I want young kids like me to look up and be like oh he did it so I can do it. it's just yeah. a bit of, it's just representation but I don't want to be the you know the gay rapper everywhere like screaming it about it's not about that it's just for me it's just making sure that that represent that the representations in that space that's fine and then that, that's all I want really so they can have a little bit I'm going to get there either way so <laughs> so that's the thing like you almost don't want it to be the USP you just want it to be accepted yeah. it's like something which is just exists and then that's the way it is mm-hmm. um, what kind of drew you to this particular genre I think I started rapping first when I was really young I used to always write rhymes and poems and like I used to always construct them when I was younger and then that era, like in 2010, when everyone used to do those singing covers online. Remember those days with a little <laughs> wow and everything? So I used, to, I used to do those. They were going well. Then one day I thought, I'll write a rap. And it got like 10,000 views in like a few hours on my Facebook. And I was like, oh, people like that. And that was like an eight, I was like, what, like 10 years ago? And I've just been sticking with that ever since. But I know rapping at the moment sells more. Mm. So I know I want to build the audience with that, but then also have, I put singing in my hooks and in the melodies, so I have both worlds. But I know rapping is the predominant push, really. Did you ever have like that kind of like moment, or watch someone on stage, or heard a certain song and thought, "I want to do that"? But I remember listening to what was it? Is it Super Bass? I listened to that with Nicki Minaj because. It was pop, it was rapping, singing. It was like everything I like in music. I was like, oh, she's doing both. I think from that song, I was like, that's like my perfect genre. I've deviated over the years, but that was the first point where I thought, okay, me as an artist, I want to be on like radios all over the place with a really catchy pop song, but with rap in it too. And it's having both those worlds. But that was the first song that made me realise you can merge both and people will like it. 
And you using that word there, like deviation, I think that is what it's all about in terms of, I mean, I know that the theme of this episode is stereotypes, but it is, it's just about kind of like breaking all of that shit down and being like, actually, it can all exist. Um, Taylor and I were discussing before you came on, like whether the the certain stereotypes that we experience as who we are and and how we Mm. also judge the world and kind of wanted to ask you, like, do you think you've ever stereotyped someone? based on your preconceptions oh for sure like in my town is very small so there's not a gay scene in it at all so when I first started going to London and that scene I just in my mind of gay people there's either like you know really feminine or really masculine I thought that was the only thing you could have and then I've gone to the gay and there's so many variations of people styles where they are like that was in the last year it really opened my eyes but that's all I ever saw from like the gay community so I didn't really know that was one like pre-con I used to have I think it comes down to as well like kind of like only knowing what you know and I feel like I mean we're having these kind of conversations now and I think there's going to be obviously for everyone listening at some point or other we would have we have stereotypes on whether for the right reason whether the wrong Mm -hmm. reasons whatever it might be like we're all kind of guilty of it but I feel like we kind of fall into this trap around this kind of conversation because I felt like well I've done it so I'm guilty of it and then it's like kind Mm -hmm. of feeling guilty for an older version of myself that doesn't really exist Mm -hmm. anymore who maybe wasn't as accepting or wasn't as open I feel like there's a real shift lately and I feel like since even the start of like was recording and filtered to even now it's like Mm -hmm. oh okay there's a big fucking world out there that we're like I feel like a lot of people are closing themselves off to I think it's okay to have certain stereotypes I just think you need to not be malicious with them Mm. you need to kind of just like we use stereotypes just kind of like just to categorize all the different things and what you can't be perfect about everything it's okay to have stereotypes but just don't be don't be malicious don't don't when you meet these kind of people don't don't just assume that's what they are in your head. You need to be curious and learn more. And we're in that society right now where it's very, you know, tiptoe. You can't say the wrong word or wrong thing. I think, you know, you need to just make sure you're open, curious, asking questions. And just, as long as you're not malicious, I don't think you're doing any harm. I mean, I get asked questions even with rap about, you know, oh, how does it work to you, man? I'm not, I'm not quite sure. And like, just like all types of questions or like, stereotypes they have you just got to kind of educate them and that's all you can do really definitely that's such a good point you're right it's it's when stereotypes turn to prejudice which is when it becomes an issue and actually asking questions is like the best thing you can do yeah for sure um so tell us a bit more about your new album exhibit green the album was just like mentally the lowest I've ever been like ever I have really like bad mental health like struggles so I go through phases where I'm really low. And that's normally when I create music, but it's just my outlet. I have to get it all out. But yeah, it explores a lot of things. It explores that the first two tracks are about mental health and how I view myself and how I approach certain things. I'm very like harsh. Like one thing goes wrong and I go into a spiral going down. Like, oh, I didn't get that show. That means I'm rubbish. I should quit now. I'll give it up now. Blah, 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 blah. So I, I have that quite a lot. So I just wanted the EP to kind of explore all my sides, good and bad. Like, yeah, it's hard to explain in words, really. Yeah. Normally, it's no, like, do you know what, though, mate? Like, I feel like you've absolutely smashed it. And the first track, 
there, there was a lyric in it and I wrote it down because I needed to talk about it. And it's weird because obviously I didn't yeah. know it was about mental health or like anything, obviously, mm. until obviously we're having this conversation. Obviously, it's from Do I Know You? Yeah. And the line is like, obviously, just drive, driving just to clear my mind. I look in the mirror and ask, do I know you? And yeah. when I heard it, I literally I did that really annoying thing because I've got really fat fingers. So I was trying to scroll <laughs> back, but I always go too far or yeah. and I was trying to scroll back and I was I listened to it over and over again. And it really hit. And mm-hmm. I kind of I wanted to ask, like now, if you were to look into a mirror, like do you feel since the release of the album? And obviously, do you feel like, you know, Keenan more honestly no <laughs> solid what? effort but at least you try <laughs> it's the thing with me and music I always I've learned like I had a track called Obstacle last year and that was meant to be like me pulling myself out of a dark space and I always seem to fall back in it but I've learned since releasing I'm not opposed to it anymore I think when I go back in that place it's for a reason I can't control my mind and how it works there's a reason why it fluctuates so it's got to, I have to kind of embrace how it changes it's fine like that song is normally because when I feel a certain type of way I go for a drive and there was one time I looked in my rear view and I was just like I was crying I didn't, I didn't even realize I was but I just had I looked and it was happening I was like right so I pulled over and I wrote it all in like 15 minutes wow and it's like wow in that moment that's the release it it I feel better but I like I wouldn't like I can't lie. It would it would be it'd be great for marketing. I was like, oh yeah, it's all fixed now. Listen to it. <laughs> but in that moment, it fixes it, and that's fine. That's what it was intended for. It's not meant to be like a forever healer. That's yeah. that will come with time. So music just acts as my in that moment. If that's my release, it's about getting into those like cracks, isn't it? Almost like mm-hmm. you like dental floss, and you're just like going into yeah. the dark crevices and like. <laughs> figure it out like you've just got to find those things and I think Meryl Streep said once in a in a speech I think it was at the Oscars or something and she said take your broken heart and turn it into art and it's been one of my favorite um like quotes for a long time because I think that is where the best music um books films come from it's when someone's Mm -hmm. really feeling a lot of pain so obviously you know we're so sorry that you do have to deal with those things but I guess it's kind of you know the silver lining is the art, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's your body, it's your mind. Like, you've got to let it do what it needs to do and you just kind of figure out how to, like, be yourself. But it's just not a one-day fix, as much as I'd like it to be. That's why I get annoyed with the gay stereotype because when I'm talking about really important topics for men or LGBT, whatever, and it's not, they choose one part of myself that they don't like and they ignore the rest when it could help so many people. But that's a whole other debate. But I think that's an actual real important Mm. point is the fact, and I was having this conversation because obviously we predominantly talk about, I mean, it's a mental health. It was born from very the similar way Exhibit Green was. It was born from pain. Obviously, Emma been on your own journey and it's kind of created these bodies of work. I mean, if I hadn't gone through that pain, I wouldn't be sat here with you legends having this conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's these kind of moments that when you have these kind of conversations that you realize that these kind of things, as much as they're like really difficult, they're just stepping stones. It takes a lot of hard work, mm-hmm. but what's meant to be will not pass you by. And these kind of doors that are closing and these no's or these down days, 
they're shit, but yeah. they're not going to last forever. As I'm not going to do the whole cliche thing, but the doors will open, but they're stepping stones to either who or where you're meant to be. It's very true. Do you ever like look back on your experiences and look back at like a time when you was unhappy, but it allowed you to be someone where you are happy now? That always happens with me where I hated a period of my life, but then it was needed because I wouldn't have got to there and there and there and there. So you just got to keep remembering in that moment. Okay, it's not very nice right now, but there is a purpose. Even if there's no purpose, it's just learning yourself. So it's got to be kind to yourself, really. It's oh, took an unexpected. Yeah, it did, turn, didn't it? <laughs> one, one, one question that I do have to ask because I, I love asking this question. It becomes a bit of a staple, and I feel like it annoys Emma. So this is more why I do it. Okay. Obviously, being a musician, mm-hmm. I imagine you like to throw some shapes. When it comes to the dance floor, right. what song needs to be playing to get you on the dance floor? Guys, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> There I don't know either, to be fair. You know, like when someone asks you your favourite song on the spot and it's really hard, there are so many. You know the new Nicki Minaj song, the Freaky Girl one? Mm. Well, I feel, I feel like I started hearing like the snippets of this on TikTok and I was like, oh God, yeah. And then I heard the whole thing and I was like, I need to sing, I want to sing this, but I feel like when you're in the gym and stuff like that, like I probably shouldn't be singing it because yeah. <laughs> the words. That's my, that's my new gym song at the moment. But throwing shapes, honestly, I don't know. I'm saying that. Oh, you know, Beyonce's Alien Superstar. Mm, she's uh, been a popular album. one at the moment. Yeah, that <laughs> album at the moment is doing a lot for a lot of people. <laughs> I, I went, I got invited to the launch party. And at first, I wasn't a fan of it. Like, everyone was, I wasn't a fan of it. And it took me like the fifth listen. I was like, oh, this is pretty fun. But at the launch party, I wasn't even enjoying it. I love Beyonce. I just wasn't enjoying it. I was like, I don't know. I'm not a fan of this music. And then now I'm absolutely love it. I play the whole album <laughs> never again. So music is a music is a grower, guys. Don't shut it off on the mm. first listen. Grower, not a shower. Oh, 100 percent always the way. What a what a way to sign off the episode. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us for a waffle, and thank you for being so honest and open as well. Like it's generally like mm. the album is brilliant, and I pe- kind of picked up on it straight away, and it made me question like a lot of things with my own mental health as well so mm. it's it's having an impact for the right reason so enjoy the rest cool. of your evening thank you guys all right i'll talk <laughs> later bye. bye oh what legend i know that was very open and honest conversation that i wasn't quite expecting but i say it all the time like we have these conversations at the exact moments we're supposed to be having them yeah no i really i really liked him and it just yeah as you said the conversation just went somewhere you just didn't expect it which is the beauty of the waffle it is and you know after a lovely waffle do you know what i like to use (laughs) dental floss that was smart do you know what fair play do you know what when i got that metaphor i was like thinking about it as he was speaking and i was like i've got to get it i've got to get it in there i'd i'd actually given up hope but we were over halfway through <laughs> the interview and i was like i just think we're gonna have to not do it this week it'll be the first week we don't get it in <laughs> no you absolutely but, smashed it thank you yeah i'm really proud of myself not gonna lie it's time for sing it suck it is it a hit or are they talking shit welcome to sing it or sack it this is the segment of the show which is my favorite for a starter but it's where me and emma bring song lyrics by the legends of music and we dissect them and decide 
whether we're singing them or we're sacking them. Mm-hmm. So Emma, I've got to ask you this week, Ooh. what are you singing or sacking? Today, Taylor, I have a song from Bo Anderson. This song lyric actually really reminded me of my former podcast, 20 Not Something. And it's her song called 20s. Only got until I'm 29 to figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Sacking that straight away. I'm sure it's a very good song. No. (laughs) No. Uh, Yeah. I I haven't sacked one of yours for a while, I don't think. Well, that's why I kind of put it in there, because I wanted to find some lyrics which kind of challenged it because I understand why she's saying it and actually I kind of want to read you the whole chorus because I do think that it resonates because it says at 25 I'm sleeping on my friend's couch at 21 my parents bought their first house I miss the feeling on my 19th birthday before the world became so goddamn heavy because no one told me life would be messy it's all so scary in your 20s and that part I really want to sing because It's really, really relatable. And I think where she's singing it from is like, I feel like I've only got until I'm 29 to figure out what I'm supposed to do with the rest of my life. And so, yes, when you hear that, you want to sack it because we're all like, no, fuck it. Like 30 is the new 20. And, you know, this is literally what my podcast has been about. I've been Mm. speaking to people about this for the last two years. But I do think it's a prevalent feeling, especially when we're comparing ourselves to our parents' generation, you know? But I was also that person in my 20s thinking, I'm petrified. Like, there's a lot of my friends who, around that time of us being 28, 29, thinking, I've only got a few years left on my 20s. It's natural fear of turning 30 and thinking, you have to have your shit figured out. Like, your parents bought their house at 21. Like, Mm. all these things that, like, oh, someone had their first... It's that thing, it's like, oh, when I was your age, I had two kids. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's that kind of stuff, like you kind of feel like you're a failure because you don't have those things. And now we've kind of moved away from that, but then we have social media now and it's like, oh, if you don't have these things, we're a failure. But I'm here to tell you, Emma, from someone who's over that little 29, 30 fence, 30s, honestly, changed my life turning 30. It's where it's at. And that's what everyone used to say on the podcast. They were like, don't get me wrong, loved my 20s. But my 30s were the best years of my life. And, you know, I think that that stereotype um, has been, I think it has been smashed. I think people are more accepting of being older and being more mature and knowing yourself better. And I, for one, am excited. Like, I am so much happier now than I was when I was in my early 20s. And if it just keeps going like this, then fucking hell, 30s better be ready for me because oh, it's going to be she's wild. coming. <laughs> drink to that. So, Bo, I'm going to sack it. I'm going to sack it because you have until you're 39, 49, 50. I mean, look at, look, let's look at our King Charles, shall we? He's 72 and he's finally got a job. I mean, who knew? I have one for you today also. And it kind of fits in with the stereotype kind of thing but it's also one of my favorite songs i like to i like to clean to this song actually Mm. and it's by groove armada and it's called if everybody looked the same if everybody looked the same we'd get tired looking at each other short (laughs) short and sweet but 
it's like when it comes to like we don't no one wants to be the same as everyone else but like, yeah they do you, yeah it's weird isn't it oh mm. okay I wasn't expecting that you just stopped me for chat <laughs> well why oh, do we compare yeah. ourselves to other people because we want to be like them or we want to be better than them right yeah you gain self-validation by looking at someone else and being like mm, well their shoes are nicer than mine but my hair's nicer than theirs so therefore we're even therefore we're equal I mean oh, that's a really lame I love excuse. It when you do like, this. <laughs> <laughs> Get all philosophical about it. Yeah. But no, I mean, in terms of those lyrics, you're right. If we did all look the same, everyone would be bored. It's like um I was looking at my school yearbook the other day, you know, when you oh, write God. like a leaving quote. And um, I <laughs> quoted, obviously, when I was like 17, Oscar Wilde, because I was borderline obsessed with the guy. But he, my, one of um, my favourite quotes from his is, always remember that you are totally unique, just like everyone else. It's like a, you know, play on words, because yeah. being unique makes you yourself, but everybody is unique, therefore you'll have that in common. And I think it's the same, it kind of goes along the same lines. Yeah. Of like, you know, we don't your individuality is what makes you brilliant and you should never want to be like anybody else because why would you want that i don't <laughs> like it when you like do that? this <laughs> that's my line <laughs> no because it honestly blows my mind and this is why i love this part of the show because i will now be thinking about this for the rest of the day we are more alike than we are different whether we like it or not oh well in terms of the lyrics i'm gonna I'm going to sing them because if everyone yeah. looked the same, we'd get bored. Yeah, we would. But then at the we same would. time, everyone is different. Yeah, but when you're scrolling through Instagram, you're kind of seeing the same shit over and over again. So are we everyone, just bored? Yeah. We're just bored. Mm. Mm. I think people aspire, especially when we're talking about beauty, right? Like everyone, a lot of people, the generic or stereotypical, as you'd say, beauty standard is ingrained in all of us. And so when we're on social media, we try to attain that level of beauty without actually thinking like, what does it mean to me? And you could put, pertain that to any issue or topic or relevance. Um, but yeah. I love one. this show. <laughs> I really, really fucking love it. I love you. Ah, I love you. <laughs> Stop it. Ah, I right. needed this today. Thank you. You're welcome. Should we do the wanky podcast shit? Well, we should, but we should also... I feel like I swore quite a lot in this one. Yes, (laughs) we should do that, what you're about to say. (laughs) We should also determine what our waffle word of the week is for next week. Well, Emma, Um, as you so gracefully won this week, mm -hmm. what are you picking? What's next week's waffle word? I would just like to remind listeners that the score is now 5-3 and I'm taking a considerable (laughs) lead. Uh... (laughs) It is not (laughs) 5-3. It is. Oh, in fact, you edit this, so probably you've got that. <laughs> okay. Got to listen to this shit twice, I know, okay? Um, I would like next words waffle... I would like the next waffle word of the week to be pincers. Pincers? Yeah, like crab pincers. Oh, no, I got it. I got it. Oh. <laughs> um, bring it on. Bring it okay. on. Okay. Yeah. I thought I'd do an easy one for you. So, you know, you could come oh, come join me up here. Thank you. Really. I love it when you pick easy words for me to say, like, Quanwa or wherever it was. 
<laughs> well, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to like, subscribe, get in touch, let us know what's annoying you. And I completely lost all trade of thought then was what I was supposed to be saying. <laughs> It's this bit of the show which is just so wanky. But basically, guys, if you liked listening to this, all you have to do is just click off it and click those stars. We don't really mind which star you pick. You can be quite honest about it. We don't mind. Five. No, you want the five, Emma. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, put five obs. Um, maybe leave a cheeky comment. Who knows? But basically, if you just keep turning up week after week, it really helps us. And um, sharing it helps more people find us as well. So if you want to do that, crack on. Crack on. And listen to Keenan's new album, Exhibit Green, because yeah. it is beautiful, brilliant piece of work. And as always, from myself and my glorious co-host, Emma, we love you. <laughs> we love you. See you next week. See ya. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.